Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Ahmad. Hi Marcus, how are you doing? I'm very well Sam, how are you? Very good and it's very exciting because we are actually here in the same room, <laughs> in the same country. <laughs> Recording together yeah. for the first time ever. That is way true. That is way true. Very nice. Very nice to have you in the UK, Sam. No, it's great to be. A pity you couldn't organise without rain, but the weather is bad. So I think it's a high time in the series of podcasts that we've done to tell our listeners a little bit more about ourselves and what makes us experts in our field. So Sam, maybe I can start with you, and you could tell me how you became. What, how you became an, uh, an expert marketeer? Uh, it probably started with web design because it kind of started from there. So web design, I've been doing for a long time. Um, so back at university, which was back in the 90s, um, I was in the canoe club. And, and yeah, I was doing electronic engineering. So somebody okay. said, oh, well, you can take on the website. Okay. So somebody showed me what to do. And um, back then, we were literally writing it HTML in Notepad. So there wasn't any oh. fancy software. We were literally hand coding it in Notepad to get it to work. Um, and I kind of started from there. And then always have helped people with websites. So while I was teaching, while I was doing other jobs, I'd always end up doing bits and pieces websites. So I did a job for Hewlett Packard support. And actually, I built a little website where we listed all the devices and all the features oh. so you could quickly find it if a customer had a query and I'd keep track of all the faults or common faults on there and stuff. And, you know, if I joined the local choir or something like that, I'd end up building the website, running the website. So it kind of started from there. Well, look, first of all, Sam, there's a lot to unpack in what you said already. <laughs> first of all, what's the canoe club? So as in kayaking, so we used to do whitewater kayaking and go all over the country and eventually all over the world. Um, oh, wow. Doing whitewater trips. So yeah, being out to Russia, being out to the States, being out to Nepal, cool. Turkey, all over the world. Blimey, what a great thing to do. And so from what you're telling me, Sam, you were almost working on websites at the very beginning of the internet. What, back in the early 2000s? Yeah, but what beginning of the World Wide Web, the internet's been there a lot longer. But yeah, yeah. HTML and websites and stuff, not right at the beginning, but yeah, not far off. Um, certainly, you know, not that many people were using home computers and the internet and stuff back then. And yeah, so it was in the early days of websites and they were very simple. They were just bits of text and the odd picture. Well, yes, okay. So but what, how did you bring in photography into this then? Uh, well, back then, not a lot because you're, you're, um, that was quite a challenge back then because it was pictures were on film, <laughs> pictures that you had to scan them in. Right. And so we used to, yeah, because we used to do trips with the canoe club. And we used to have film cameras with those that take a penny case, which is a big plastic yes. waterproof case, then put that in your car, which kind of trapped you in, which wasn't ideal, and hop out on rocks and take pictures and things. And yeah, you'd get them processed and then go and find a scanner and scan them in and then reduce the quality as, as low as you possibly yes. could because everyone was on a dial-up modem yeah. and then put put them on there. So it was quite a process back in those days. But but it was it, it, it was your dad who got you got you into photography though, wasn't it? Yeah. So he was professional and he yeah, he started me out. So I started with a film cameras from a young age. I got him from cartridge, like a cartridge type one initially. Oh yes. And then he got me onto one. APS. 
No, no, before they were like a big cart. Oh, okay. But I, that was really old. And then you got me onto one where you could kind of change the settings a bit. And then right. by the time I was 11 or 12, yeah, I got a, he handed me a Canon AE-1 and a lens. Right. And showed me how it all worked, and I was off with that. Yeah, and I remember you telling me a story that you, your dad was a wedding photographer, and you started off by assisting your dad. Yeah, no, that's it. So, yeah, once I was old enough to work, which back then was, what, 13, 12, 14, I can't remember. Yeah, I had to put on my jacket and tie and carry all his bags and unpacking those big round reflectors up to learn to pack that up yes. and unpack and, and learn what yes. he wanted. And then soon afterwards, I was then taking my A1 and doing the casual shots in the background. So once I knew he gotcha. had what he needed, I was doing the casual shots and he gave me a bit of commission if, if they got sold. Um, oh, so, yeah, so I was doing, like, black and white casual shots while he was doing the much more, you know, the big the big square format film, the big formal shots. Right, like the medium format camera. Yeah. You'd be doing that, the setup shots. Yeah. And you were going around and photographing and documenting the crowd? That's it, basically. Yeah. Right. Trying to keep an eye on who the key guests were, make sure I got them, but also just general guests enjoying themselves. Well, that, I mean, that strikes me as being quite ahead of the game because the sort of time period you're talking about, Weddings were seen as being very formal, and and your dad obviously wanted to get away from that and offer more. Is that is that fair yeah, to say? Yeah. That? So yes, yeah, so I guess he very much stuck to those formal shots. But yes, yes. there was real value in the casual ones, and that's yeah what I was doing. Um, and then we'd some of them would have a videographer too, and there'd be video uh-huh. as well. It, but was there any time that you thought about going into photography? On and off. So I did. So at university, um, I had the camera then. And I did, after university, I was travelling and I did send some slides off to various magazines back in the days. Where it was literally, oh. I read a few. I had We were living in Scotland, so I had quite a few mountain shots and stuff. So I found a few relevant magazines and it was back in those days, send a letter with some slides and a stamped addressed envelope oh. for their safe return. Um, I didn't get anywhere. But yeah, so I sort of looked into it a little bit when I first started my website business, I thought about adding photography as an extra service to that and I'm trying to remember if I did like one or two I can't remember now if I, I I did do a couple actually there was a cleaning company that I ended up doing some photographs for and they actually ended up cleaning my house and I said, <laughs> 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 oh, <do you laughs> there. Gotcha. Um, so yeah even when I started the business I did to start with do a little bit of photography for that too so super cool so we basically you, you, you were I can see now how the story has developed that you're working exclusively or not exclusively but specializing in websites for photographers you had a background in photography you had a very strong background in websites um when, when was it you started to really marry those two together then? Um, yeah so like i said when i first started the website business i i thought at that stage it might involve me doing photography much more um and then i was making websites generally for all sorts of people and then as time went on i thought it would be nice to specialize in a particular area mm-hmm. And yet, it didn't take long to come up with photographers, partly, like you said, because of this history. Yes. Um, it was kind of a logical thing to do. And when I thought about it and some of the photographers I'd worked with and looking at photographers' website, it was an area I felt I could add some value. Quite a lot of people needed help. A lot of people were trying to sell just using their pictures, which doesn't work yes. for a lot of people. They yes. needed help with that text and that story behind it rather than just look at the picture. I think that's absolutely brilliant. I mean, it's, it's just great how organically those two have come together. And obviously, nowadays, you can really help photographers out. You've helped me out with my website. 
um, looking at it not just from a software point of view, but from also from an aesthetic point of view. Yeah. So, Marcus, we ought to talk to talk to you a little bit as well about your history. Um, so, when when let's go right back. When did you get your first camera? I got my first. Well, my first official camera, yeah. <laughs> I would say, uh, in my mid-30s. I was doing music before that. So okay. I, was, I was a session player, a bass player. So I was playing with people's records and bring me in uh, as a freelancer. Um, and then in the yeah, mid-90s, 97, I got myself a, a, a really nice camera. So what prompted you to suddenly go from bass player to get a nice camera? Well, that's a very good question. And... It was basically at that time I was playing on people's records and I wanted to start. I felt I wanted more creative control, and I thought I can maybe learn to write songs and sing. But I, I didn't have really skills in that department. So when I was running through that through, I bought myself this camera, and I remember picking it up and looking through it and thinking, "Wow, this is exactly what I want to do next." There was something about that looking through that viewfinder and the way I could contain the world. I didn't know that at the time, but looking back on it, yeah. how I could sort of contain the world really turned me on. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I want to do next. So what I did was I, I was up in London and I enrolled on an evening course in photography, those old City and Guilds courses I'm sure you know, you know about and our listeners know about. And my teacher said to me that I had an aptitude towards that, and I should really think about taking it further. So I went off and studied at university in Brighton, down in the south of England. Um, I did that for about three or four years. I graduated. I, I studied editorial photography, which is very much about uh, photography for books and magazines at that time. Yeah. This is all in film. Um, and then basically got my past my did my BA um, in photography, editorial photography, and then moved back up to London. Um, and there I started assisting. So I assisted, a, a very lucky I've gotten with a really successful advertising photographer. Um, and we were doing some amazing shoots, Sam. So really. when you say assisting, does that mean you're lifting and carrying or you're also taking photos too? Uh, a bit of both. I wasn't taking the photos, no. But I, what I was doing, I, I started off as a second assistant. Uh, which is lifting and carrying, yeah. and then gradually work with my way up to being a lighting assistant. Okay, because so that's my, much more involved in what's going on. Exactly. My I always used flash lighting at university studying it, and I was very at home with it, and I was teaching my students, my fellow students how to use it. So it was something I was very com comfortable with, and that was great because the way it worked with the advertising photographer, he basically he'd give me the, the, the show me the brief or an illustration of how the finished image was meant to look and I would set the lights up okay, at so that to stage match that look to match that look exactly okay yeah so so it's quite a skilled job and yeah. so yeah we had a, a lot of did a lot of very big clients and uh, it was really really good time and that infused me and helped me understand more the business side of things and how to work with advertising agencies how to work with the brief and so I got a studio in London in northeast London and started doing my own work. So with. then you, you were suddenly the photographer then? Exactly. I was the photographer. It was a bit of a sort of blend from one to the other. It didn't happen overnight. But yeah, I blended it to do my, all my own work. And so I was working with magazines, uh, working model agencies, doing shooting fashion, which is my, my passion at, at that time. 
and I was yeah, it was, it was still all going very well, but I was still looking for more, so uh, more work, more money, better clients, that kind of thing. So I went over to show my sister, who was a hairdresser um, over in New York, and she gave me some connections of hairdressers that I I could work with. So I went over with my portfolio, my book, they call it, and started to show that around. And yeah, you know, they really liked my work. They thought my work was a bit more edgier than they were yeah. more than the hair photographers they've been working with, and they really liked that. Uh, so I gradually built up a practice over in America, and yeah, started shooting New York, LA, uh, coming back here, shooting in Paris and around the world, and yeah, it all started to really take off. Right. So did you have your studio over in New York? No, I we would always rent studios, okay. and even all my equipment I'd rent. I, I you know, I. I think I took my camera with me, yeah. but yeah, it was all renting okay. stuff. Yeah. And then, so how many years have you got over in the US? For over, uh, roughly about a 10 year period. Wow. Okay, just sort of different places, New York, LA. Yes, um, I remember doing also workshops. I did a tour of America for Weller. They sponsored it at Weller, our hair, uh, hair colour manufacturer. And I would go around to do shows in different cities for hairdressers, teaching them how oh, to right. do their own photography. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Really interesting. And so, what drew you back to the UK? Basically, um, I got offered. I was looking. I, this was about fifteen years after I started doing fashion photography. I got offered a job uh, as a senior lecturer at university in South Wales at the University of South Wales. And I was at that time looking to settle down a bit more, get a house, get a dog, and all that kind of thing. So. Um, yeah, so I it jumped at it. Right it came at the right time for me, Sam, and I really enjoyed that. So I became a senior lecturer in fashion and advertising photography. Um, I did that for eight years and loved it. Um, okay. And then were you doing commercial work too, or were you just lecturing? It was just lecturing, just lecturing. And of course, you know, knowing, you know, typical me, I, I, was, I, I did that and I wanted to do, after about eight years, I was going to do something else. <laughs> so I said, I wanted to go back and do my own photography. Yeah. Uh, so that brings me to where I am now, working as a branding photographer here in Bristol. Okay, and so why branding and why Bristol? Oh, yes, okay. Well, Bristol, because I was living here anyhow for my lecturing. Okay. And didn't really want to go back to London at that stage. Yeah. And branding, it, I, well, when I started off branding photography about three years ago, I didn't even know what it was, Sam. Um, and it's only uh, a photography mentor I had at that time suggested it to me. And he said, well, look, you've done fashion, you've done advertising. Branding is really those two yeah. things coming together. You yeah. know, it's making people good, look good and it's selling a service or yeah. a product. So, yeah, I sort of think, I thought, yeah, that just would be perfect for me. So, yeah. Um, and I work in very much in the same way to how I worked before. I have an assistant. I do lighting. We do. We plan it all out just like a fashion suit. And yeah, I have that same idea. Yeah. Excellent. Amazing. Well, um, hopefully for our listeners, and that gives you a bit of an idea of our background, a bit of a start, a little bit of a taster. I hope that is interesting to you. Um, and don't forget, if you want to hear more, get um, extra information when you get on the podcast, you get little extra snippets each week, then sign up to the newsletter. To sign up to the newsletter, you just need to go to website for photographers .co.uk forward slash podcast. So that's website for photographers with the number four .co.uk forward slash podcast. Sign up, get lots of extras there and get the podcast delivered straight to your inbox. 
and I will speak to you next time, Marcus. Yeah, and I look forward to speaking with you, Sam. Thank you very much. All right. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at websiteforphotographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week. Thank you.